Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 706. But they could hardly be blamed for their lack of row blood, and we troopers have to watch out for each other. No one else does. Tempe and I used our walking hours to discuss the Lathani and evenings to practice the Catan. It was becoming easier for me, and I could sometimes make it as far as catching rain before Tempe caught some minuscule mistake and made me start over. The two of us had found a halfway secluded place beside the inn where we had stopped for the day. Dayton, Hespi, and Martin were inside, drinking. I worked my way carefully through the Catan, while Tempe sat with his back to a tree, practicing a basic fingering drill I had taught him with relentless determination. Over and over over and over. I had just made it through circling hands when I caught a flicker of movement from the corner of my eye. I did not pause, as Tempe had taught me to avoid distraction while performing the katan. If I turned to look, I would have to start over again. Moving with painful slowness, I began dance backward, but as soon as I placed my heel, I could tell my balance was wrong. I waited for Tempe to call out, but he didn't. I stopped the Catan and turned to see a group of four ADEM mercenaries walking towards us with a prowling grace. Tempe was already on his feet and walking toward them. My loot was back in its case and leaning up against the side of the tree. Soon the five of them were standing in a tight group, close enough that their shoulders almost touched, close enough that I couldn't hear the barest whisper of what they were saying or even see their hands but I could tell from the angle of Tempe's shoulders that he was uncomfortable, defensive. I knew calling out to Tempe would be considered rude, so I walked over. But before I came close enough to hear, one of the unfamiliar mercenaries stretched out a hand and pushed me away, his spread fingers pressing firmly against the center of my chest. Without thinking, I made break lion, taking hold of his thumb and turning his wrist away from me. He loosed his hand from mine without any apparent effort and moved to trip me with chasing stone. I made dance backward and got the balance right this time, but his other hand struck me in the temple just enough to dizzy me for half a second, not hard enough to even hurt. My pride stung, though. It was the same way Tempe struck me in silent rebuke for sloppy performance of the Catan. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. This is exciting. That's what is exciting. a fight scene, sort of. <laughs> It's like, it's like a, it's like a fight scene and a dance all in one. Well, and like, I love the way it's choreographed because it, like, he gives us just enough detail that you can kind of picture it, but not enough technical detail to slow it down or make it like boring. And it does all feel like it flows from one thing to another. I do think that the, the evocative names for all the moves really helps with that. But yeah, this reminds me of like a scene I have seen, you know, half a dozen times in any number of martial arts movies when a hot a hot shot, you know, goes to like strike a, a martial arts master who effortlessly barely thinking about it just like, you know, d- stops them from doing whatever they're doing and like rebukes them with a slap upside the head. Delightful. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the scene in The Princess Bride when they are dueling and they're discussing their moves mm. as they do it. Yeah. Naturally, yeah. You, if you, if you should expect me to attack with Capifera. Yes, mm-hmm. but I find that Tybalt cancels out Capifera. Unless I, your enemy has studied his Agrippa, which I have. I, I, 
I am pushing my glasses like firmly up into my brain when I say this, but in the Princess Bride, the, they're discussing fencing masters, not like moves yes. But the playing. the idea is that yes. these are the moves as taught by those masters. So don't yes. you push you take well, those glasses out of your gray matter, homie? Because it's not in the, mo- the well, Princess Bride, not doing what the they moves. are discussing. Have you read the book? If you read the no, book, they're the explicitly book. discussing the moves as taught by the masters, like the styles. If you yeah, are the styles, the Tybalt style, the you should. Kyoto yes. with Capofera style, which yes. is not, so, as I know no, you're going to say, how so, fencing actually works. No, that is but it's no, that cool is how fencing in works. That is how, no, 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 oh that is God, how fencing you works. So but, but what it would be in a martial arts movie is ah, your tiger style is very good. Not your performance of this move, tiger breaking the bird's wing, is very good. Do you see the difference? I mean, I feel like that difference is. Is not important <laughs> to you. Sure <laughs> it's very important to me. Um, I'm sorry, another thing me. that is important to me is this is also a, a familiar kind of scene in a fantasy story, uh, especially in the kind of fantasy story where our hero is being taken into a new culture. Often, what is ha- what happens is we're first introduced to that culture by a singular representative who we later learn is somewhat atypical of that culture. And that representative is usually hesitant to teach the main character about their secret ways, eventually comes around, and then they encounter the, like, you know, the rest of a bunch of other people from their culture who share the same prejudiced attitudes that that one representative did earlier on in the story. Like, I'm thinking of, like, in Avatar, for example, when... Jake meets Neytiri. She thinks he's a douchebag at first. She ends up teaching him some stuff about how the uh, how the blue cat people live their lives, just so that he won't die in the jungle. And then when they meet her tribe, uh, all the other people in the tribe, including her brother and her mother and father, are like this douchebag. Like, like, why did you teach him our stuff? Why didn't you kill him? And this is kind of the same thing, right? The as we learn later. Uh, and by later, I mean the next page. These Adem are basically chastising Tempe for giving up Adem secrets to this barbarian. They've like they've like spotted him practicing the Ketan. He's like, how did that talking monkey learn to do what we can do? Well, and they spotted Tempe playing loot, which is uh, like jacking off in public to them. Oh, do you think so? See, I think he put the loot away before they saw him. <laughs> I, think he, I, I don't know i think i think he's in i think it's i think both things happened i think they saw him practicing loot and they saw Tem, uh both practicing katan and uh he's in double doghouse mm-hmm. i have two things to discuss i sorry i i don't want to move too far away from the uh the the names of moves because uh i i think there is an interesting line to draw between names of moves as, as taught by Felurian. Uh, and names of moves as taught by Tempe. Okay. I just think it's because it, Quoth has gone from learning, you know, um, pinioned wrist to uh, practicing dance backwards and catching rain. Um, obviously, they are different kinds of martial entanglements, or should I say marital entanglements? Ayo. But uh, I do think that it's, I don't know, relevant, thematic, certainly they happen close together in the story. And it's interesting that Quoth is still uh, kind of learning and encountering things in this way. Um, 
if I were inclined to wildly theorize about things, I might wildly theorize that there is a through line uh, between <laughs> Valerian's uh, marital arts and Ada martial arts. I don't think that's so. I just think that it's a bit of uh, interesting kind of echo. And I have one other thing to say about this. Uh, and again, relevant. I don't want to move too far away from the traveling troop that Quoth has just encountered because there is a bookending happening here. This is the beginning bookend, uh, which stands in contrast to the end bookend when Quoth encounters the non-Ra troop uh, after his time in uh, in Edemic, in, in Edemra. Here in this this bookend, this first half, this sort of double bookend, Quoth encounters a Ra troop, uh, is sort of welcoming to them, um, shares some some information, shares some stuff they goes back and forth and he also in the same chapter i don't think this is an accident uh is is asked to use his martial arts or or is invited i suppose uh to use his martial arts and here at this time he is uh embarrassed soundly whipped um and then the the second bookend when quoth encounters the false raw troop uh, again he encounters non-ra travelers who have a very different countenance and he is also there invited to use his uh, his edemic powers so i think that they're much like uh the time at the penny's worth which bookends quoth's time with Florian. i think that this encounter this dual encounter that happens in this chapter is a bookend of quotes before and after time with the adem uh, all i have to add on to that is like i think there might be something you could tease out about the fact that so much of the first book is spent kind of with Quoth practicing, you know, improvements of the mind, right? He's learning about sympathy. He's, you know, he's mastering music. He's learning stories. And so much of this book is Quoth uh, acquiring mastery over arts of the body, right? Like he's becoming, you know, good at sex. He's becoming good at fighting. That's kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting thematic through line. Jordana, what else are you thinking about on this page? I like that it's, it feels like it's working up to something. I feel like tomorrow's page is going to be like the thing I want, but this page is like the appetizer. Mm. It's like telling us distinctly, like some, something's going to go down, mm-hmm. but we don't know what it is yet. Do you, do you remember how this scene goes? No, which is why I'm excited. Mm. <laughs> I know it doesn't go well, but it. I also feel like it probably ends with Quoth deciding to go to to Demra. So it can't it can't be that bad, right? Can't it? I don't know. I can't remember. It's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess the only other thing I want to point out is that I think it's worth pausing for a moment to consider the fact that Tempe has decided to learn to play music. Like Quoth is teaching him music. That's like a huge you know, as Nick said, that's like him deciding to learn the fine art of like public masturbation in in ADEM culture. So <laughs> it it seems like a big cultural leap for him to take. And I think that it's it might be worth keeping that context in mind in the scenes to come. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> cool. Nick, are you in? Yes, I'm in. Nick's always in. Uh, And listeners, you can be in with us 
on tomorrow's page. Uh, the Wiz. Wiz.